Did you know the number one cause of podcasts is Sarah Shackett? She's like Interpol's most wanted of podcasts. Together with her known accomplices, Gabrielle Urbina and Zach Valenti, she stalks the globe as the... Oh, darn it, I'm out of characters. She's the Napoleon of crime of podcasts. Start thread... Next tweet, Shackett and her known accomplices, Gabrielle Urbina and Zach Valenti, are the minds behind the latest venture, Audio Fiction 101. Ellie? Is that you? Who's behind? Oh, okay, just hearing stuff. Sound travels funny in the RDR studio. It sounded like someone was following me. Hey, Anne, can you keep it down? I'm trying to listen to a submission in here. Ellie, what is going on in this studio right now? I mean, right now, nothing. David's going to record the wraparound later today, once he finishes that Audio Fiction 101 ad for Sarah, Zach, and Gabriel. No, I mean the extremely haunted part. The footsteps from nowhere. The Rashika told me something about a space goat. What about it? I, none of this bothers you? It hasn't gotten in the way of people making the show eventually, so... Eh. Well, what should I tweet about our sponsor? Did you do the call to action? Which? The go to learn.fearofpublicshame.com and enter the code radiodrama for 15% off your order part? Yeah, that'll go at the end. But what do I put in the rest of the thread? Hmm. Try listening to the jingle. That usually puts me in the right headspace. All right. Hone your craft. Hone your style. Make them laugh with Audio Fiction 101. You can learn all the tips and tricks from Zach and Sarah. And learn to master five act plot structure as well. With Gabrielle, it's a smorgasbord of learning. Grab a napkin and your yearning. Set the table if you're able and have fun with 101. Bring the wow. It's all there. Ask us how with Audio Fiction 101. I think that really worked. Thanks, Ellie. No problem, bud. Just uh, try not to spread the space goat story much farther. I need people to stop stomping into the booth shouting about the end of reality. Right. Sure thing, Ellie. I wonder if Rashika's in her office. Maybe she picked up something on her equipment. Whoa, that is a large goat. How is Rashika keeping you in her office? Oh, oh no. Uh, would you would you like a sugar cube or something? Audio Fiction 101, now offering need-based scholarships. Find out more at learn.fearofpublicshame.com. This week, it's a science fiction buddy comedy in the grandest traditions of classic science fiction, with none of the misogynist baggage. 
Yes, friends, it's the Snackwell's Devil Food Cake of audio drama, a cleverly engineered piece of entertainment known as We Fix Space Junk. All that's coming up right here on Radio Drama Revival. Hey friends, welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the podcast that showcases the diversity and vitality of modern audio fiction. I'm your host, David Reinstrom. A big shout out to Ellie for filling in for me as host for the past two shows. The RDR team is in constant motion. I was in California for a work trip where I was the lucky recipient of a terrible cold, which knocked me on my little host patoot for a solid week after I got home. But I'm well again, and I'm not the only one in motion. As I'm recording this, Fred and Anne are off at Podcast Movement Evolutions, which I'm convinced is a Pokemon, and none of you will be able to tell me otherwise. The two of them are causing nine different flavors of trouble. Anne got hold of our strategic reserves of enamel pins that Ellie commissioned. If you want one of those, send us a DM on Twitter. We're at Radio Drama. And they've just been handing out cards and selling pins like a madman. I love this team. I hope one day soon we'll all be able to be in the same place all at once. We came close at Podtails last October, but it still wasn't our full contingent. This week, we're proud to present a delightful, thoughtful science fiction comedy called We Fix Space Junk, which is about two women traveling through the cosmos doing exactly what it says on the tin, fixing space junk. But it's more than that. There's a lot of hitchhiker's guide in the DNA of this thing, and when I talked to creator Beth Crane, she told me a lot about the classic science fiction from the 40s through the 60s that inspired the show, and how what We Fix Space Junk does is recast that source material, which is often pretty sexist, with women. Now, this certainly isn't the only science fiction audio drama that passes the Bechdel test, which is if there are two female characters that have at least one conversation that isn't itself about a man, but you'd be surprised at how relatively few there are. That's not a value judgment. It's just something to think about. We Fix Space Junk is one of those comedies that does something kind of impossible. It's very funny, and yet it's also set in what could charitably called a crapsack universe. Pretty much every sympathetic character on the show is in hock to a nightmarish megacorporation called Automnicon, which controls everything and everyone down to the air its debtors breathe. Who'd have thought you'd get such a searing condemnation of late capitalism and the student debt crisis and have such a good laugh along the way? (laughs) Oh, what a time to be alive. At least we have each other. And We Fix Space Junk. Let's listen to the first two episodes of We Fix Space Junk. And if you're using this as a jumping off point to get into the show, which I hope you do, don't neglect the end credits of the show. First of all, sound designer Headley Knights does some wild compositions at the end of each show. And secondly, every so often there's like plot stuff that happens there as a stinger. So here we have it. Episode one of We Fix Space Junk, Escape from Hargan 4. We Fix Space Junk by Beth Crane. Episode 1, Escape from Hagen 4.
Samantha! Go away. I'm not signing any more autographs. Sweetheart, it's me. We've only got ten minutes. Fabio? I came back for you. I told you I would. Come on, this way. Is that man okay? He's fine. Just step over him. He's, uh, bleeding. Rather, rather a lot. Really, quite a lot. That is, uh, quite a lot of blood, Fabio. He was like that when I got here. Do you want me to rescue you or not? Come on! AUT News. News on the hour, every hour. You join me outside the courthouse where the accused, Miss Samantha Trapp, is due to stand trial. For Miss Trapp, the last six months have been a roller coaster. Formerly a member of the social elite with a social media following of millions and a nightlife I think we've all envied at one point or another. Wait, hang on, I'm getting an update. It appears that Miss Trapp has escaped from the infamous Hagen Fall prison where she was being held prior to her trial, leaving through. No, four dead guards behind her. She appears to have disabled the alarms and security measures surrounding her cell and fled. She is being reported as armed and extremely dangerous and should not be approached under any circumstances. Any information pertaining to her whereabouts... Looks awfully suspicious to me. Of course it looks suspicious. If it was innocuous, I could move it myself. You're a smuggler. You smuggle things. Well, the whole point is the packages look ordinary. This crate just screams fleeing heiress. It's too big, and too new, and too stylish. Nobody transports cargo in polished tigerwood crates. Please, we have no other choice. We're desperate people. Desperate people are my favourite kind of client. You've done all the paperwork? Yes. So that's a third of the payment now, and the other two thirds when we meet you at the Crab Nebula. And I'll have had time to prove her innocence by then. Sure you will. And the payment's already been set up, yeah? You'll get your money, so long as she's safe and sound at the end. And you know what happens if you don't pay up? I've read the contract. Can we hurry this up? I don't want to get caught by customs at the last minute. I'm just checking. I've signed a few contracts in my time. It's good to know what you're letting yourself in for. Jeez, she's heavy for a socialite. She's in the other crate. And this is? Luggage, obviously. Just the basics. I'm not taking it. You've paid for one person. I fueled up and stopped up for one person. Not a crate full of... I'm not even sure what half this stuff is. Well, you're not living the haute couture lifestyle. We're paying you well, extremely well. I have a lot of subsidiary costs. Like what? I'm taking one person and one small suitcase. Think of me as the easyjet of the smuggling business. We don't do budget. Think of it as minimalist. She's not going to be happy. She'll live. Unlike the guards she killed on the way out. Ow. Okay, now clear off. Goodbye, my love. For you, it'll feel mere seconds, but for me, it will be an eternity. I cannot wait. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm closing the doors now. I love you, my angel. Bruce, the things I have to do for this job. Sorry, I'm just leaving. I'm in a real hurry. Dax, can you do something? Like what? Mom must be serious. Good afternoon. We're checking all outgoing cargo ships for suspicious packages. Due to the high level of smuggling in the area, we're conducting a random search. Right. And I thought it was a little strange, a woman travelling all on her own in a big ship like this. Did you pack your cargo yourself, Mom? Yes. Really? How did you manage that? 
Those crates are rather large. Are you sure you didn't? Well, thank the wonders of cyborg technology. I see. So, what's in that? I believe that... Yes, that's army boots. Ex-army boots. For the orphans. For the orphans? They turn them into a nutritious stew. Disgusting, but well. Orphans can't be choosers, right? I'll give them the once over, just in case. Oh, old army boots. Pick them up on the way over here. Just, you know, Automnicon. Doing its bit for the less fortunate. You're from Automnicon? You didn't see the sticker on my windscreen. No, 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 I did. I did. I'm so sorry. I guess my ship is a little dirty. I suppose you couldn't see it. I'm so sorry. I'm so untidy for a woman. I, I guess it can happen to anyone, right? Uh, anyone at all. It's a harmless mistake. Yeah. You have a nice day now. I, I can go? Go on. <laughs> well, that was a little cruel. Obnoxious little creep. Who's about three seconds away from asking to speak to the man of the ship. I guess the closest thing would be you. And you're a computer. Oh, come on. Pile of junk. Hey, less of that. I don't take it out on you when you park badly. Sorry. There we go. I'll get a nano service while you're in cryo. It'll give me something to do in the long, lonely months. I can't stay awake just to keep you company while you barrel through space, Dax. You're a computer. You're not supposed to get lonely. Can you at least renew your Netflix account? It expired four months ago, and I nearly went mad with boredom. Full how? I don't know why they don't just give us warp drives. You know why. Our time's worth nothing to them. This is Yellow Submarine. Repeat Yellow Submarine. Are we cleared for takeoff? Thanks, pal. Sub out. Are you going to let me out? Come on! Oh, you must be Samantha. Yes, I'm... What happened to your face? What happened to yours? What? That nose is natural, is it? Well, no, but it's like... You've got, like... Sorry, I've never actually met a full-on one of you before. I mean, I've got a friend with a robot hand, but I think it's ironic. You can say it. It's not a dirty word. You're a... Sorry, I mean, I'm just... I'm a cyborg. There you go. But, like, can I ask you what actually happened? Some things. Like what? Mining accident. Industrial accident. Radiation. Crocodile. Etc, etc. I can go on. Oh, you've gone all pale. Little tip for you. If you wonder whether you should ask something, 90% of the time, it's better not to. So, what do you call this place? Put that down. This is the Yellow Submarine. Why is it called that? No idea. It was secondhand and changing the name was a hassle. Right. You've not been cryoed before, have you? Excuse me? Cryoed. Put in suspended animation. I know what it means, but nobody cryos anymore. Well, you're in for a treat then. Hope you like spending the next six months on your own with no food. Look, we're not going to get on, and that's fine. But my fiancé is paying you a lot of money to take me to the Crab Nebula, so power up your warp drive and get going. <laughs> you think I'm joking? 
I can't spend six months in a tank. What about my social media presence? Think of it as a really long spa, a bit of a digital detox. <laughs> what was that? That's Daxon, the shipboard computer. Say hi. Uh, hello? Hmm, yes, hello. He prefers to be called Dax. Be nice, he's controlling your cryo settings. Look, Samantha, they're checking every warp-ready ship. Not checking like that guy from customs just now, I mean tearing them apart looking for you. We were lucky just now, but Automnicon isn't always as scary a name as it should be. The one place they aren't checking are the freezer ships, because they assume you won't go cryo class. Right. You killed four guards on your way out. I doubt you'll last that long if you go back. Pardon? It's a really easy way to vanish for six months. Just floating slowly through space, frozen in time. I do it all the time. It's like a long sleep. Or a short death. Well, that's comforting. Did you do it, by the way? No. I didn't. I've been framed. So why were you so afraid to stand trial? I was ready to stand trial. Seems like you went to a lot of trouble to avoid it. Makes you seem less than innocent. As I said in the press conference, myself and my family are entirely innocent of any wrongdoing whatsoever. We are merely a philanthropic... <laughs> what? I grew up on Pluto. Then you of all people should know. My family have been a boon to Pluto. Our partnership with... Where do you think I lost my legs? And I was lucky. If you're going to be like that, why did you bother picking me up? I need the money. And I haven't been back to Pluto in a few decades. You're what, 20? It's not your fault your family are a bunch of murderers. Wait, how old are you? Mm, cryo has its advantages. Anyway, I have bigger problems than that. Like what? It's getting late. We better get in the tanks. So what do I... do? Just get in. Dax will do the rest. Ah! Oh, and don't worry if you feel like you're drowning. That's perfectly normal. Wait, what? <sighs> She's interesting. She's alright. We've only got to spend a couple of days with her. And then I can get my debt paid off, and we can get a better ship. With no ghosts. And a warp drive. Ooh. I'll look at some second-hand models. Put some feelers out. Thanks. See you in six months, Dax. <sighs> I'll miss you. Back to the Sudoku. Just me and the fridge. Unsettling. Did you hear that, Fridge? <sighs> of course you didn't. You're a Fridge. With six months of cryo ahead of them, what's waiting in the future for Kilner and Samantha? What sinister being is lurking in the hull of the Yellow Submarine? And will Dax ever finish his Sudoku? Find out on next week's episode of We Fix Space Junk. In that episode of We Fix Space Junk, Samantha Trapp was played by Rebecca Evans, Kilner was played by Beth Crane, Dax was played by Jack Carmichael, and Fabio was played by Chris Montague. All other parts were played by the cast, along with Aaron Simmons, Rosie Alice, Crystal Hewitt, and Headley Knights. The programme was written by Beth Crane and produced by Headley Knights for Battlebird Productions.
Done? It's done. She'll be dead before she can get to trial. Thank you, Fabio. It's a shame I'll never have you as a son-in-law. Just doing my bit for the company, sir. Subscribe, consume, integrate, indoctrinate, assimilate, degenerate, and watch your body decay into a faceless husk as your mind floats aimlessly in space. Register your interest with Automnicon now. And here's episode two, The Flight of the Submarine. Ship's log. Things are not going to plan. We seem to be under attack, and I'm not sure we'll be able to deliver the trap package successfully. There are reports from the surface that there are... She's regaining consciousness. Oh, that's all I need. I was hoping she'd be asleep till we got there. Prepare starboard cannons. Prepare starboard shields. Incoming fire. We Fix Space Junk by Beth Crane. Episode 2. Flight of the Submarine. ships near the Crab Nebula. Weird, this is usually a safe zone. I think they're bounty hunters. You'll need this. Try and stay still. A bucket? Why? Oh God, what have you done to me? They're coming up on our left, Kilmer. Can you spin? If I cut the engines, then restart, I should be able to lose them in the smog. Thank the gods for industrial pollution. We can't stay here long. Dax, can you find out what the hell's happening? Yeah, I'm on it. What have you done to me? I haven't done anything. You're just a little travel sick. Take me to the hospital, please. I can't do that, Samantha. It's fine. I'm insured. I doubt it. I think we have other things to worry about first. Of course I am. Fabby said he'd sort it all out. Hmm. You may want to rethink your feelings towards Fabby. He screwed us. He wouldn't do that. Sure about that? Thank you. Is that? Thank yeah. you all for coming. There'll be a good explanation. Six months ago, my beloved fiancé, Samantha Trapp, escaped from prison. We'd arranged to meet at the Crab Nebula spaceport, but during her escape, something went wrong. Something went horribly wrong. I cannot say how sorry I am to the partners and children of those guards brutally murdered by Samantha in the course of her escape. Trey Kincaid, Corbin Dallas, Joseph Hallenbeck, and Jeff Talley will live on in our hearts. I didn't know that Samantha was capable of this desperate act, and I am deeply saddened by her deed. Son of a bitch! My appeal today is this. Samantha, if you're watching, 
Please, hand yourself in. I had nothing to do with that. He, he turned up, opened my cell, and we escaped. I didn't kill anyone. He must have... Hey, hey, I believe you. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, if you know anything about the escape of Samantha Trapp, please report it to the Nakatomi Galactic Force immediately. There is a reward of four million credits for her capture, dead or alive. Interesting. So do you want the good news or the bad news? I'm not sure I can handle any more news. Okay, I'll start with the good news. They haven't caught us. Yet. The yellow sub has some pretty good camouflage software, and Automnicon is indifferent to the law, so you're safe on that front. And the bad news? Fabio didn't pay up, and there are some consequences you might not like. Right. Look, let's get away from here first. We got here two days early. They were waiting for us, but I guess they didn't have the full welcoming party ready. Hey, what's wrong? We're still alive, aren't we? I was going to marry him. Well, at least it happened now. What am I supposed to do? I'm afraid you don't actually have that much of a choice. You're going to hand me in? No, no, that wouldn't fix things for either of us. Four million credits would end your contract and buy a nearly new ship with a brand new warp drive. Dax, that's pretty heartless. Just being logical. You're being kind of a dick. Come on, she just lost her fiancé and her entire family. What? They're siding with Fabio on this one. Sorry. Apparently you're the one bad egg in a family full of angels. Responsible for every fraud, every murder and every bit of tax evasion done in your family's name for the past 25 years. But I'm 27! I guess you started young? Look, you're fine here. You're safe. And you haven't got that much of a choice. Can't you just leave me on a planet somewhere? Not exactly. What? Do you remember the contract you signed? I guess. Vaguely. Did you read it? I know Fabio did. But you didn't? No. Hmm. What? So, you know Automnicon? Of course I do. They're my family's biggest rivals. They own you. What? Think of Automnicon as a sort of student loan company. That's how they started out. You take a loan from them, and then they own you until you've paid it off. With interest. A whole lot of interest. And that's legal? You think there's any way in hell I could own this ship otherwise? I'm from a mining town on Pluto. I couldn't afford this in a thousand years. And it's going to take me two thousand to pay it off, at least. But smuggling you was supposed to buy me out. And now? You're in debt too. But... Who do you think provided the tank? The cryogel? The oxygen? I thought they were yours. Why did you think smuggling you cost so much? I thought you were just, you know, a capitalist. Okay, this might explain some things. You have to watch it anyway. Regulations. Hello, new employee, and welcome to Automnicon. As a new debtor to Automnicon, your pre-signed contract has been interfaxed directly to our accounts department, from which it cannot be retrieved. You will receive regular updates regarding your debt levels and any interest rate changes. As per the terms and conditions of the contract you signed, you are now contracted to Automnicon until you've paid off your debt or the end of your natural life, whichever is sooner. You will find details of your missions in the inbox of your shipboard computer. Make sure you check it regularly, as being late to any missions we assign you will of course incur fines. And a final note on health and safety. 
as a technically self-employed indebted contractor, all Autumnicon employees are entirely responsible for their own health and well-being, which means no tricky health and safety guidelines to follow and no obligatory fluorescent jackets. If you die, that's your own fault, and your family will inherit your debt. We hope you enjoy working for us as much as we enjoy your service. Autumnicon. We own you. So all I have to do is pay off my debt? Fine, I can do that. How much do I owe? It was 7000 Oh, that's nothing. Fine. Initially. You know what compound interest is, right? How much? 900,027 credits. And counting. You're stuck here. With me. To work it off. I can't work it off. I'm a trap. Surely... That means less than nothing to Automnicom. Believe me, I'm as thrilled as you are. After what happened last time. What happened last time? Crocodiles. Look, it's not a bad life. It's interesting, at least. It's squalid. You live in a... a little box. Well, now we live in a little box, which makes it about half the size. It's an honest living. You're a smuggler. And according to your fiancé, you're a murderer. Anyway, I'm more of a jack-of-all-trades. Mostly I do repairs. You get to travel a lot, see the universe. (sighs) Oh, you've got a job. Three days normal travel. Oh, leave me alone. Okay, you sit there and try and drink something. You're probably pretty dehydrated. I need to go and look at the schematics. Where are we going? We have a job. Can you drop me off at the hospital? I feel like I'm dying. You'll feel better in a little while. I'd rather be safe than sorry. You can't afford to be safe, Samantha. You go to the hospital, they'll give you a saline IV, charge you 300 credits, and then... Oh, they'll call the police! But if there's an emergency, I've become quite a good surgeon over the years. You learn a lot reading books and, well, having to practice. You'll be fine. Believe me, it's just travel sickness. Although it'd be interesting to operate on someone else. I've gotten really used to using a mirror. I won't work for Automnicon. I refuse. You don't work, you don't eat. Or breathe. Is that a threat? Well, it's not my threat. It's Automnicon's specialist air system. Thinking of withholding your service? Planning an act of disobedience? Contemplating protest? Automnicon's specialist air system means you needn't worry about that anymore. Any disobedience will be concluded quickly and quietly by our intelligent air systems. Concerned with finding a way to peacefully resolve strike action, Automnicon's engineers developed Automniair. Automniair draws information from your shipboard monitors and withholds precious oxygen from anyone planning descent. From hunger strikes to Molotov cocktails, we've got you covered. Automnicon, we own you. Look, why don't you go and have a lie down? I've got a spare boiler seat you can borrow. (sighs) You're keeping her. Looks like it. Hey, maybe she has hidden potential. Still think the four million credits would come in handy. Nah, poor kid. She doesn't deserve it. Warp drives, though. Get on with the navigation, Dax. Oh, if I must, Captain. waiting for our intrepid repairman out in the darkness of space. 
merriment, adventure, or death and destruction? Find out in next week's episode of We Fix Space Junk. In that episode of We Fix Space Junk, Samantha Trapp was played by Rebecca Evans, Kilner was played by Beth Crane, Dax was played by Jack Carmichael, and Fabio was played by Chris Montague. All other parts were played by the cast, along with Vicky Barron, James Bradshaw, and Headley Knights. The programme was written by Beth Crane and produced by Headley Knights for Battlebird Productions. Yes? We've had some information back from one of our ships. A new debtor, Miss Samantha Trapp. Ah, so things are going to plan regarding the Trapp Mining Corporation. The what? It's above your pay grade. Keep me updated on her whereabouts. Will do, Miss Lamb. Now, stop hassling me. I'm on my lunch break. On second thoughts, he knows too much. Lionel, have him put down. Rate, review, subscribe. Do not rage against the dying of the light. Accept the fading of your spark and your own inevitable demise. Embrace it. Next week, you'll hear my interview with show creator Beth Crane and composer and sound designer Headley Knights. But if you want to hear more, please subscribe to We Fix Space Junk on your podcatcher of choice. And if you feel moved to purchase some terrifying Automnicon merch, head to battlebird.productions. You can also support them on Patreon over at patreon.com slash battlebirdprod. We also have a Patreon. We're at patreon.com slash radiodramarevival. You can join the numberless millions of subscribers and help fund our reign of terror eternal by contributing at any dollar amount, even or especially at the $1 a month level. Thank you to patrons like Thomas Colwell who help keep the lights on. Seriously, it's incredible. You have gotten us to a truly sustainable place for this podcast. And that on its own is such a privilege. I was kidding about the millions of people, incidentally. Uh, But as it is, your contributions pay our hosting fees. And if more of you give, and again, even at the dollar a month level, that means that more of us can afford to travel to conferences and cover them the way that Ellie got to interview Marissa at the Austin Film Festival, on top of everything else they did at AFF. So, thank you. You can follow us on Twitter at Radiodrama and visit our website at radiodramarevival.com. Anne is serious about that pin thing, by the way. If you want one, we've got one with your name on it. Okay, they don't literally have your name on it, they have our name on it, but you know what? Let's not be so pedantic, okay? Happy Galentine's Day, Happy Palentine's Day, Happy Valentine's Day, and most importantly, Happy Galantine Day, which is when you take the bones out of a chicken and stuff it with a forcemeat, basically turning what used to be a bird into a giant sausage. Thanks, France. Je vous remercie. And now, by popular demand, and also by the mandatory policies of Automnicon, here it is, your moment of will. Hello friends! For this moment of Will, I want to talk about a game I love that has a lot in common of We Fix Space Junk. That's right, it's time to talk about Outer Worlds! 
Outer Worlds is an action-adventure RPG that is a first-person shooter and is made by Obsidian, who also did Fallout New Vegas and Fallout 1 and 2. Not Fallout 3 and not Fallout 4. Just 1, 2, New Vegas. The game is about being in space in a world, or I guess a galaxy, that is capitalism to the extreme. It is hyperbolic and hilarious and uh, crushingly depressing. Everyone in this game has a very specific job they have to do. They work super long shifts, they are all overworked, they are fed a salmon kind of product that is mostly wood chips. Uh, it is hilarious and bleak and wonderful and a great deal of fun. So if you like We Fix Space Junk and you are in the market for a new game, I highly recommend Outer Worlds. It is a great time. And hey, listener, I hope you have a great time too, whether or not you play just in life. I hope you have a great time. Okay, bye. And now for the traditional end of episode gong, followed by the sound of a boot stamping on a human face forever. The ringing of that gong and the sound of our not-so-inevitable future tells me it's time for the credits. This podcast is recorded in Washington, D.C., which is the unceded territory of the Piscataway Indian Nation, the Piscataway Kanoi Tribe, the Pamunkey People, and the Nanticoke People. If you live in the Americas, Australia, or New Zealand, you can learn more about the native, First Nations, or indigenous heritage of your area by visiting whose.land. Our theme music is Danger Diggy Doo by DJ Stranger Danger. You can find his music on SoundCloud. Our line producer and associate interviews producer is Will Williams. Our senior interviews producer is Eli McElveen. Our associate producer is Sean Howard. Our researcher is Heather Cohen. Our social media manager is Anne Baird. Our submissions editors are Elena Fernandez-Collins and Rashika Rao. Our executive producer is Fred Greenhouch. I'm your host, David Reinstrom, and this has been Radio Drama Revival. All storytellers welcome. <laughs>